Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Most of us, when looking at a character like Buffalo Bill from the movie The Silence of the Lambs, probably find him more than a bit creepy. But we also go to sleep at night thinking there's no one in the real world who do the horrible and terrible things that Buffalo Bill did. Unfortunately, that's not the case. And we're about to prove yet again that sometimes life is more brutal and horrible than fiction. I'm Nicole. I'm Ben. And this is Wicked and Grim. A true crime podcast. I am, but I have a straw, so it's okay. So that makes it better, hey? It's like the equivalent to beer? Well, not quite, but it makes me feel a little bit happier because there's a straw. You love your straws. I do. Straws are dope. <laughs> Although I, I broke this one, I think. Oh, seriously? I, I was chewing it slightly earlier wow. today and it cracked. Stress chewing? Not really. It was more like, there's a straw. I'm going to bite it. And, and <laughs> I heard a crack. Oh That's, my it was gosh. as simple as that. Okay. Well, welcome. This is literally our... Last episode before we're celebrating our second anniversary. Two years. Two with years. Wicked and Grim podcasting. That is wild. Who would have thought? Like, I honestly don't think I would have thought that. Well, no, I would have. I don't think I would have thought we would be here by now, though. Like, you thought we would have given up? Possibly. <laughs> possibly. Even, fuck it. We're done. Yeah. But no, this has been like fun and enjoyable. And the connections that we've made and. The people that we have in our corner is unbelievable. It actually. is. We've, we've turned into uh, a pretty successful indie podcast as far yeah. as I'm concerned. So, and it's, it's been a blast this whole time. And I still feel like we still don't know what the fuck we're doing. No, <laughs> I feel like, yeah, sometimes I'm even like, I know less what I'm doing. You know, less you just question <laughs> everything. Every day. I do actually I question more things. So, well, I'm, I'm glad we're still rolling. And thanks to you guys for the support this entire time. And uh, you guys are awesome. Speaking of thanking people, we have patrons to thank we this week do. who signed up. Uh, so I have not pre-prepared reading the names this time. I just realized. Oh. So I'm going to fly by the seat of my pants and Good hope that, that I do get names correct. You got this. Okay. Fingers crossed. This week we had Emily Mueller sign up. Nice. Eric Ordway, Christina Branson, Kelsey Nicole, and Jenna Luttrell. I really hope I got your names right. It sounded like you fucking knew them, right? Like that they were all your friends. The key is confidence. There you go. The key is just <laughs> fake it till you make it, right? There, yeah, actually. <laughs> I need to learn that sometimes a bit better. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for signing up over on Patreon. Uh, you guys are going to be getting a little extra coming in the next week or so maybe because we are doing 
a Wicked Box giveaway. We are for our second anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just kind of coinciding because we've been wanting to do it so long. Well, yeah. It kind of all lined up at the same time. We're like, this is perfect. Yeah. It was so meant to be. It got delayed with uh, stuff being shipped in, but now we have it all. It's coming in this week. We're going to do one public over on Instagram and Facebook. So you can mm -hmm. go over there and have a chance to win with a, some cool stuff inside this, this box. And then one specifically on Patreon. So. And then we got some new merch dropping. Yeah. To celebrate mm -hmm. two years. Yeah. Are you going to share what it is? Of course, it's all drawn by Ben and done by Ben. Yeah. Well, we're doing, uh, we're taking the one wicked year design and revamping that. So it's yep. just going to say, uh, we haven't decided just yet. That's the last one we got to design. It's either stay wicked or wicked and grim or I something. I think wicked and grim. Um, and then we've got one that says stay with like 30,000 Y's on it. And then at the end, it says wicked. Wicked. And then not cool Carl. Not cool, Carl. I'm pumped for that one, actually. Finally dropping that one. And finally, to go along with Mr. Bones, we have Mrs. Bones. Yeah. So Can head on over to our Redbubble to check them out. If Coming people... in tomorrow, the 8th. Yeah, Wednesday, right? Yes, February 8th. And just to like backtrack slightly. So the not cool Carl yes. is like we had, I think, two or three episodes I in a row or something where literally like the freaking douche canoe was Carl. Or one of, I remember it was around Carl Tanzler was one of them. So it was in those episodes somewhere where we actually talked about not cool Carl. Yeah, because there was quite a few Carls that are like yes. shitty. Yeah. So that's where that kind of came from. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, that's exciting. Okay. And then really, really quickly, um, we'll post a photo on Instagram, but we rescued a puppers. We did. Um, her name is Honey. Honey. She is like the sweetest fucking thing in the whole world. Uh, she needed a new home. We went to the SPCA and she fit right in at home with Ripley. Ripley needed a new friend. Yeah. So we fought, we fostered her for a bit and yeah, it was unbelievable. It was like, it was meant to be cause yeah, Ripley hasn't been like thriving being a solo dog. So yeah, this is going to be good for, good for everyone involved. I think everyone's hearts and yeah. So far so good. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll post a photo. She's really sweet. 100%. Go check it out. Links are down below for those social medias, by the way. There Patreon, we go. Instagram, all of it. So. Boom. Okay, you ready to roll? I am. What do you got for us? Okay, so today we're going across to Poland and Poland. Um, back to the year of 1999. Or I mean 98. <laughs> I wanted to say 99 so bad, but it's actually 98. Okay, but why did you want to say 99? I don't know. It flowed better in my brain. Flows better? Flows. Okay, flowed. quick side note here one of my favorite numbers of all time is 1997 really not, not because it was a good year or anything i just remember as a kid being in like i think it was like fourth grade or something i don't know but we had to write the date at the top of our assignments and stuff okay and i remember when the new year came in and it was writing 1998 it just looked weird to me i was like and then i wrote 1997 right below it and i'm like that number just looks satisfying so you want to be stuck in 1997 i just like the look of that number 1997. Okay. There's something there that's just, I don't know, appealing. Yeah. I actually feel like there's clothing brands that I'm thinking about, or maybe it's 1977. I don't know. Anyway. 77 is too many sevens. <laughs> 99 is okay because it's in the middle. And you have the one and the seven on either side. Okay. And the seven and one are similar, so a balance is nice. There you go. Now you got a weird fact about Ben. <laughs> I like the number 1997. No specific reason other than it's just looks it's satisfying looks nice. well that was why i was like 1999 that flows good okay so we're going to talk about the murder of katazina zawada you ready i'm ready do you know about this i a little bit barely like i could give you an elevator pitch and that's about it okay not well, even hardly we're going a little deeper than an elevator pitch here. i'd hope so 
So at the time, Katazina was 23 years old. She was a university student and right at the start of her life. But her start had already been a bit rough around the edges. Her father died just two years before she started university, and his death had a huge impact on her. Her friends and classmates described her as someone who was nice, but also someone who always seemed sad and a bit withdrawn. Oh, that sucks. I know. Isn't that just like, oh. Those people are usually thinking of other people more than themselves. It Actually, seems like. yeah. Yeah. She just like has a lot of big feelings probably. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, since the death of her father, Katazina had been suffering from depression and it was pretty clear that she was feeling the side effects of that rippling through the rest of her life as well. Socially, she was shutting down and academically, she just couldn't seem to pick a direction. She was attending university in Krakow But in the short time she'd been there, she'd already changed her field of study three times. Honestly, okay, I just like saying something quick here. It is incredibly hard to like at a young age because that's in your early 20s. It's pretty young and people are even making those decisions in their late teens to choose what you want to do for the rest of your life. Oh, 100%. Especially like you think of parents asking little kids like, oh, you're 12 years old. What do you want to do for the next, I don't know, 70 fucking years? Yeah. So her changing, because I think lots of times people, they get there and then they're attending some classes. Oh, it doesn't like feel that right. So I think it's totally fine to just change. You yeah. got to kind of explore. I would totally respect that. So um, where was I here? Oh, did I just lose my spot? You did, didn't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She spent her first semester <laughs> studying psychology. Then she dabbled in history for a little while before she found her feet and decided to study religious studies instead. Okay. And that was a good first step towards getting her life back on track and settled. But it wasn't the only thing that Katazina was doing to try to get her life together. She was also in um, psychiatric treatment for her depression. Okay. Well, that's good. Seeking help is, is a really good thing. Absolutely. No one should be afraid of seeking help or like feel shameful. Agreed. Uh, so she'd been going to a clinic for a while and she was sticking with it, just pushing through with the end goal of getting better, right? Mm -hmm. Good goal. And that was what she was doing on November 12th, 1998, or supposed to be doing. Oh, no. Whenever whenever there's a date, you know some shit's (laughs) about to go down. Whenever you drop the date, shit's going down for sure. She had an appointment at the clinic, and the plan was to meet her mother there. But unfortunately, Kanazina never showed Showed up. up. Her mother waited at the clinic, hoping that her daughter would show up or at least try to get in contact with her, right? Mm -hmm. But a few hours later, it became painfully obvious that she wasn't coming. Damn. Something about this didn't sit right with Katazina's mother, and she went straight to the police station to try to file a missing persons report. Well, that's good. I like I like that she actually went forward with it right away. I know. Rather than thinking. and it's Or just very, making up shit in your head that yeah, what actually went down. It's very natural for everyone to make excuses being like, oh, no, it's probably this or it's probably that. Mm-hmm. So I like that she actually said, no, something's probably wrong. I should go and report this right away. And we have, we've mentioned this so many times, but especially like in all these cases, a lot of times shit does go south too when people don't listen to their gut feelings, right? Yeah, 100%. So. So, but being that her daughter was an adult and she'd only been missing for a few hours, the police didn't take Katazina's mother very seriously. And they told her that she would have to wait a bit longer to file the missing persons report. I understand. I mean, it makes sense. You can't just be running after everything right away. But 
also in the same context, it's like you should probably be listening to the person filing said report. Yeah, I know. And I was I honestly wanted to touch on this because I I, we get that there's protocol, right? And then a lot of people too that go missing, they do end up turning up, right? Or, yeah. And, but I do feel like there's extenuating circumstances where maybe they do need to take it seriously right away. Oh, for sure. Katazina, she was suffering from depression, yeah. right? But the problem is how do you differentiate I know. those cases from the other ones, right? Yeah. Because those are going to be like the 1%. I know. Yeah. But a lot of times too, if it's out of character too, like she- I That's know true. her and her mom were close and she'd never really yeah. gone missing or would have always checked in with her mom. So I, I just, I don't know. That out of character is, is a big one. And because especially in like a missing person's case, those first few hours are pretty like crucial. Oh yeah. Like very crucial. Yeah. Isn't it like the most, like the first 24 hours is basically if you don't find them after that, I every know the, hour the is, chances just decrease, right? Yeah, it's like a statistical chance that every hour after those first 24 hours is like, Eventually, it's a zero. Yeah. So nonetheless, who really knows if anything was lost during that time that the police refused the mother's report? Things would, however, become a bit clearer on January 6th of 1999. Only, unfortunately, for Katazina and her mother, it was not the good kind of news. Oh, no. A pusher tugboat called the Elk was out on the Vistula that day when the captain noticed that something was wrong. It sounded like something was jammed or caught in the propeller, so he notified the crew and waited for it to be cleared. All right, your look on your face uh, already is I know is where this like, is going. This wasn't really anything that would alarm anyone. It was all pretty routine. Things like that happened all the time, and it was usually only some sort of debris like tree branch, which the crew could clear in the matter of a few minutes and everyone would be on their mosey way. But today would be different. When the crew opened the latch to go down to work on the propeller, they were hit with a horrible stench. Still not really knowing what they were about to get into, they started untangling what looked like a large strip of rubbery material out from around the propeller. But it wasn't rubber, and it didn't take them long to realize what it actually was. Once the crew had it free from the propeller, a human ear was spotted, and it became all too obvious that what they were looking at was a piece of human flesh. God, can you imagine going to work that day and just being like, oh, la di da da wait, there's a body. Well, just being that ah. shocked that you're like, oh, I got to go like get these fucking tree branches out from the propeller <laughs> like every other day. And then boom, like you, you can't expect shit. No. Like you never know when something's just going to go astray. Well, how many people do you hear about going for a walk in a park and discovering that shit? Yeah. Oh, I actually really hope that would never happen to me. I would freak. Yeah. I'd freak. So the head, arms, and legs were gone, leaving behind what looked like the skin of a woman's torso sewn together. Initially, all the authorities had to go with was this piece of skin. But they were able to collect a DNA sample and trace it back to Katazina. Katazina was still a missing person, and now with that particular part of her remains recovered, it was safe to say she was dead. Yeah, she wasn't coming home. Yeah. But the question remained, how, how had she died and who had done this horrible act to her? A week later, and from that same river, her right leg was found, and that was all anybody ever found of her. That was... All that was found left of her body. It. No head, like just basically this skin thing and her leg. 
That leg did create a few more theories, though. The investigators believe that Katazina's body had been in the water when it had been struck by the elk's propeller, splitting her body into many pieces and leaving a piece of her skin behind. But upon exam or upon further examination, the remains of the remains, that theory easily went out the window. Oh, they were able to tell some some uh, pre-striking propeller body yes. stuff. Yes. If that's a scientific word, pre-striking propeller. Bumpy stuff? Is that what you said? Bumpy? I don't know what I said. I don't even know. What did I say? I don't even know. It was very scientific. It was that. very. It was like it showed that you were very educated on the topic. Yes. Very articulate. Sure. Edu education. Yes. Yeah. Showing through. It was found. So what was found was that her skin was removed from her torso on purpose and her limbs and head had been cut off. So this was not shit that the propeller did. Okay, so this was literally just skin they pulled from the propeller. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. Her skin had been cut and sewn back together to make a bodysuit. It was almost like a vest, perhaps, meaning that it was more than likely that her killer had made this to wear themselves. Yeah. So here yeah. comes that Buffalo Bill portion. Yeah. So treating it and sewing it back together just didn't make any sense otherwise. Like this fucker was... Fucked. <laughs> Fucked. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> like, I don't even know how else to explain that. It is so disgusting. It is. Oh, and my I'm, gosh. I'm I'm going to be honest. I might be a little bit desensitized to this case. Because of that movie? Because of that movie. Because I'm, I'm just oh, having images terrible. of like, I'm having cinema images pop in my head rather oh, than like, you know? Yeah, I'm not saying you're terrible, but it's like, it's terrible that oh, these like, terrible movies do that to us kind of yeah no i agree yeah but it's like like thinking about i can't really think of this as a real case almost right now really I, I, hey oh well there'll be a point where i think you can i i do hope i can because i don't want to uh just brush over katazina no um but yeah right now i just i'm picturing buffalo bill uh the whole nine yards so yeah so katazina's case quickly turned into a case unlike any other in poland but that also meant that the investigators had no idea where to start looking for the person who'd done this to her. They interviewed suspect after suspect, but it looked like they were all out of luck when the most unbelievable thing happened. In May of 1999, just a few months after Katazina's remains were discovered. You got to say 1999. I know. I actually <laughs> noted that in my head, but I was like, just keep going. <laughs> just keep reading your notes. Don't get distracted. Sorry. <laughs> So almost the exact same thing happened again. Really? This time, the victim was a man. And this time, the authorities already had somebody in custody. And I don't know if this is how you're going to pronounce this name, but I'm, it's like Valdemir. Like I just can't, it's spelled exactly like the Harry Potter name. So I'm just. Voldemort? Valdemir. Is it Voldemort? In Vol Voldemort is in Harry Potter. Okay. I think this is Valdemir then. I'm getting their names mixed up. Yeah, you are. He's like the evil one though, right? Yeah. Okay. He has no nose. Right. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah that, that, that's him. So that was a spot okay, on this impression. Valdemir, I, I think. Valdemir W. was the son of the murder victim, and he'd killed and scalped his own father. He then pulled the skin off his father's face, made a mask, and had been seen wearing it. Holy shit. Yes. That is. So he fucked. does have like evil Harry Potter dude vibes. No kidding. Um, 
I'm looking at this though. So he did this to his father. To his father. And he did this to, I mean, as of right now, if he did do it to Kata, Katazina, uh, they probably didn't know each other, probably a random act or he saw her and scoped her out for something. So I don't see a connection for him doing this to just women. I think mm. it's just, he's just a sick individual and picks targets at random sort of thing for who knows what reason. Yeah. It's not a sex thing, I don't think. Especially if he's doing it to his father, right? Well, yeah, exactly. Oh, gosh. Yeah, he must have just like despised his father, hey? Yeah. Unless it's something that he did do and his father figured out or he just got mad at his father and he just like, well, I'm going to do it to him too. Yeah. But like that is some rage and a half. No shit. That is about as much rage I think as someone could have on someone else. So for the investigators, all of this was um, too many similarities for the cases not to be related, right? Yeah, of course. So Valdemir became the main suspect in Katazina's case as well. But incredibly, the investigators found no evidence to back that theory up. And it turned out that it was just a coincidence. What? What? Really? Yes. It, and it is. It is just a coincidence. What? Yes. Wow. Okay. Within the year, Katazina's case was out of suspects, which meant, which meant it was essentially dropped. Investigators continued to work on the case in their own time, but not with the same numbers of resources that had been dedicated to it before, and it didn't look like anyone expected to make any headway on it. But many years later, many, many years later, in 2012, oh. they caught a break when advances in technology gave new hope and new life to the investigation. I, I fucking love when that happens, to be honest. So, so do I, but I'm really curious on what sort of advances in technology would be able to dig up mangled skin evidence from like 10 years, 20 years ago or whatever. Well, no, because yeah, it was like 1998. So it's not really that many years. Okay, so it's like 14 years. I yeah, think. and I don't honestly specifically know. So Katazina's case was formally reopened. Her remains were actually exhumed and a second autopsy was conducted, all with the hopes of catching her killer. So I don't really know like the exact technology that improved or what happened, but mm -hmm. something. There, there must have been some other DNA discovered on it or something yeah i mean kind of around then like and recently too a lot of advances have been made kind of in science in that way too oh right? yeah well if you look at the last well since we'll say 2000 since the year 2000 yeah to now look how far technology has come yeah not only just in like um crime scene investigation sort of stuff and like dna analysis literally just technology all around absolutely how fast we can process information is so much more advanced that it's like, okay, maybe it would be like, let's get a DNA test and it's going to take us 10 months to do this. Whereas now it's like, yeah, I'll have it done to you this afternoon. Yeah, tomorrow. Not to say that they are that fast, but we have the capability to be that much faster. Exactly. Yes. And this time around, the autopsy was able to get a better idea of exactly what had happened to Katazina before she died. And though it gave the investigators a better idea of who they were looking for, none of it painted a pretty picture of her last moments on Earth. Oh, no. I do actually find it weird. Like, maybe I should have tried to dig deeper into that. That's so much changed in those years. But I know in that time, a lot of shit did change. So investigators described how the murder occurred in their official report. And I'll read it. It's not very long. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So it is known that Katazina was tortured before her death. The right limb over the ankle joint had been strapped to something until finally between December 7th and 14th of 1988, the perpetrator chalked the victim, or sorry, choked, chalked, choked the victim with a chain. 1998, sorry? Yeah. Okay, you said 88. Oh, 1998. Before that, he had given her drugs. He also broke her her um, femur and pelvis by punching a barbell and bodybuilding plate into her. Stab wounds, chop wounds, and lacerations were all discovered. He probably also sexually abused her when she was alive and dead. Wow. What yeah. a piece of shit. Yeah. So now remember, too, she went missing on November 12th, 1998. Now I'm all fucked up with my dates. And they don't believe she was killed until December 7th or between December 7th and 14th. Like they're not even sure. So that's like a month. Wow. Yeah. Could you imagine if she was actually still alive for that time and enduring all that? Well, I think she was. But like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. If she was, could you imagine what she was going through? I know. Fuck. Like hell on earth. Yeah. Her official cause of death was blood loss. But this poor, oh, I literally have it here. But this poor woman went through absolute hell during the time she was held captive. Along with being tortured during the possible month that the killer had had her and the traces of sexual abuse both before and after her death, it was highly likely that the skin from Katazina's torso had been removed while she was still alive. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. If her death was blood loss, I was thinking either she was probably A, skinned alive, or B, she was being delimbed alive. Yeah. Which is almost too much to fathom. Like that's wow. too much. That would probably be one of the most excruciating things oh. anyone could ever feel. Yeah, I can't even imagine. In the following years, people from all over the world, including the FBI and UN, would send experts and consultants in hopes of helping the, po the Polish authorities catch the man who'd done this to Katazina. By 2016, everyone was on the lookout for a man with sadistic tendencies, with a prior history with abuse towards women, and someone trained in martial arts. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'll is, explain this. Is that because of the, the barbell punching thing? Possibly. The way in which she had been so badly beaten and with such force led investigators to believe that the killer tr was trained in mixed martial arts. Really? Yeah. So that was literally like on their sheet of what they Holy need to look for. Fuck. Yeah. That makes this person even more disgusting. Yeah, it's very disturbing. Um whoa. okay. Generally, along with martial arts, there is a very big thing about uh you use this for self-defense only. Mm -hmm. There's a big um respect factor in it. I mean, a lot of martial arts comes from like Japan or China, right? Where honor and such is a huge part of it. I knew you'd have to speak on this because for people that don't know, Ben, you was like in karate for a long time. Yeah. I, like a very long time. Yeah. I was a national level competitor. And yeah. Yeah. So I, I feel that one a little bit. 
Yeah. So in many ways, I knew that you think that's very disturbing. That's very, very disturbing. Yeah. Um, so in some ways, it was an almost expected profile. But when it comes to potential murder suspect, um, sorry, it was an expected profile. But then in other ways, it, there was many things in there that were a bit out of the ordinary, but not out of the ordinary enough that investigators could use it to really narrow down the list of suspects. But it was a profile that would come together and make sense a year later. A year later, hey. I feel so bad with these time gaps. Like the family just must be in like freaking agony. But the nice thing is, is that they're not still in a time gap. When a time gap comes to an end, that means someone eventually got closure. Yeah. Right? But still, they hadn't waited a long damn time for all this. Oh, yeah. No, I get. don't get me wrong. Like, that's fucking horrendous that they had to go through that. Yeah. But at least it ended. Exactly. And I wonder if the mom, hopefully the mom was even alive to have received that. Um, in 2017, the investigators received a letter. Exactly what was in that letter had been kept a secret. But we do know that the letter suggested that the authorities take a closer look at one man in particular. Mm. And this man had actually been a person of interest in the initial investigation, but not enough evidence was found to convict him. Robert Yanchevsky. By then, Robert was a 52-year-old man who loved martial arts and was living in Krakow. And Robert had a dark background. He'd grown up in a devoutly religious household with an abusive father, and the side effects of that had started to show when Robert was still quite young. As a child, Robert was known to abuse cats and dogs, and that abuse had only grown into the years that followed. Always starts with animals. Well, not always, but it seems like fucking every other case oh, starts with animals. I know. Poor fucking helpless animals. I just hate that. At one point, Robert had been working at the Krakow Institute of Zoology. That was until he was fired. Robert had been looking after the rabbits in the institute that day, but by the time he went to hand over his shift to the next person, all the rabbits were dead. All of them? Every single one? Yep. Robert claimed that he had no idea what happened and the institute immediately fired his ass. Wow. Okay. Could you, like, what the fuck, hey? That's like being like, oh, I'm going into my shift to flip some burgers today. And after your shift, you're just walking out of the restaurant as it burns to the ground. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Know, I don't know what happened. Pretty actually. much like his, he had one job of probably keeping the rabbits alive and they all died. Yeah. Wow. Good job, Robert. Yeah. So now for the next piece of information, and there are mixed reports here. So some say while at the Institute of Zoology, Robert could observe and learn how to peel away mammal skin or the process of preparing animal skins. And some say that previously to the zoo, he had apparently worked in a dissecting lab where he dealt with human corpses. So I don't know, take your pick, I suppose. But either way, it gave him the skill to create a human bodysuit as he did to Katazina. Yeah, either of those sounds like it would be a uh, a background story for an evil villain in a comic book. Yeah. Oh, Actually, 100%. Yeah. 100%. So Robert also had a history of harassing women, spying on his neighbors, and was known to, war to wear women's clothing. Oh, so not only was he an absolute douche canoe, he was an all-around douche canoe. Got yeah. it. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for the harassing women and spying on the neighbors part, not for wearing women's clothing. 
I mean, you can wear women's clothing. If you want. He just yeah. sounds like an absolute douche. Oh, yeah. All of the above. It's He's just an absolute worse. douche who happens to wear women's clothing. Yeah. There's nothing wrong. You wear whatever you want. I don't give a shit. He's just a douche who does that thing. And the women's clothing is only in there because, like, that could kind of describe why he'd want this, like, women's bodysuit, right? Well, that's exactly how it played out for Buffalo Bill. <laughs> You're still on the Buffalo well, Bill. Well, no. But, that, yeah. It, that it, is literally the plot line of silence of the lambs yeah buffalo bill was uh transgender he was a male and he felt like he should be a woman so the reason why he went out and skinned women was so he could make a skin suit for him to wear so he could feel like he was in the skin he felt like he should be in right and i do think that one of the reports i read said that um robert was bisexual so and i think i forgot to put that in here so after the letter, investigators put eyes on Robert while they waited to con collect more and more evidence against him, right? And what they discovered was pretty fucked up and would seal his fate. There Here we go. There was one place that Rob Robert would routinely visit. Do you have any guesses? I think you should be able to guess this. Probably the university where she was studying. Her grave. Oh, her grave? Her grave. How the fuck was I going to guess that? I don't know. I thought you might. <laughs> That's way out of left field. Yeah. Holy shit. She would routinely go and visit her grave site. Really? Yeah. Whoa, that is fucked up on another really level. Really messed up. Yeah, really messed wow, up. Wow, I wonder why he would be visiting her grave. Well, I don't know. He was probably like obsessed with her. <sighs> right? Maybe. I don't know. But in which way was he obsessed with her? Was he obsessed in mourning what he did to her? Was oh, that could be actually. Was he like sorry for his actions? Was he obsessed uh, with her as a person and wished he didn't do that? Was he obsessed with the power that he held over her now, even in life and death? Being like, yeah, no one fucking knows. I'm the one here standing over your grave and still no one knows. Like, why? I know. I don't I don't think anyone really knows. That is fucked and, up. And well, I'll touch on that in again in a sec, but in a sec. Fuck. So after realizing that, the authorities moved in on Robert and he was arrested on October 4th of 2017. They also discovered a few more things in his apartment. They found blood in his bathroom and it was never really said if it was like Katarina's blood. Um, but I think you can probably assume that it was. And they also found his diary where he'd written a detailed account of how he'd murdered her. Of course he fucking did. Yep. So Robert was charged with aggravated murder with particular cruelty. His entire defense hinged on him saying that he didn't know Katarina. Kat Katarina? Yeah. And had nothing to do with her death. Like he didn't fucking know her. But yeah, he's like visiting her grave on a routine basis, which doesn't make any sense. Katarina, isn't it? I don't know. Isn't I think there's that in there. Katazine. Yeah, I'm saying her name wrong all of a sudden. Sorry. That's okay. It's sometimes it's it's difficult when you start talking about another name from another language. Yes. So. Yeah. So that doesn't make any sense. No. He doesn't know this person, but yet, yet he's like visiting their grave. And it's in his diary. Yeah. Yeah. And there's blood in his bathroom. Yeah. Again, walking away from your shift at work and at the building's burning down, being like, oh, I don't That's know what happened. Such a good comparison there. Oh my gosh. So agencies and institutions all over the world, not just in Poland, were eager to see what would happen with this case. And that tipped the scales when it did eventually go to court in 2019. An order was issued that made the trial closed to the public, 
meaning that a lot of the information and evidence that the prosecution had against Robert had remained a mystery, including the actual outcome of the case. Oh, even the outcome. Yes. So what we do know is that the case had gone to court and Robert remains in custody. From that, we can say that he was at least found guilty of something, presumably in relation to Katazina, but we can't say for sure or for how long he's expected to be in prison for. Robert had made several complaints of abuse from the guards, but investigators, perhaps unsurprisingly, couldn't find anything to back up his claims. For the rest of us who weren't the ones... Um, who were allowed in the courtroom, it looks like we'll have to wait until Robert is released, if ever, to find out exactly what he was found guilty of, and if he really did torture, rape, and kill Katazina. That's also counting on Robert actually admitting to his crimes if he's released, or if he's going to continue to claim that he has no idea who she was even after he visited her, gra- her grave on a routine basis. To date, the case is considered one of the most disturbing murders in Polish history. Wow. That is very different that the court did not issue any details even after deliberation. and Because he's an adult, right? That almost seems like it was like an adolescent. Yeah. Adolescence, yeah. Interesting. I mean, I I actually honestly don't mind the idea of there not being publicized um, court cases until – afterwards until after sentencing and stuff well because media can actually sway oh it can big time it can definitely i mean for example as much as it was entertaining for all of us uh the whole johnny depp and amber heard case in Uh, like he was on tv and ever look how many people had opinions on everything was that actually that entertaining i mean it was entertaining for a lot of people yeah it was but i mean it was also ridiculous it was that's all i mean if you found it entertaining that's totally fine but it was also ridiculous yeah, well, how above and beyond people were going with it sort of thing. Yeah. But I just, I don't mind that idea on keeping it quiet, not releasing too many details, letting the court do its thing. And then after sentencing, after finding out what occurred, then releasing things. Yeah. Because is this not going to, I mean, maybe they're going to release something eventually, but like if he just comes out, are they not going to say anything? And then this dude's just like walking the streets. Yeah. No kidding. I think that. Oh, there's almost like a right for the public to know, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Especially if he does go walking free. Yeah. Um. Wow. Okay. I know. It's That's a different ki- one to digest. It's kind of mind blowing, but it is still like fairly fresh. So I'm, I'm almost maybe in my brain, I'm like, oh, well, maybe like COVID screwed something up and there it's actually not even like done yet. Maybe. Like, I don't know. Who knows? I don't know because this, I mean, he went to court, it said in 2019 and maybe things didn't finish off before COVID hit or something. And I don't know. That's just me being like too, what's the word? Like too overzealous there that it is going to come out. Yeah, too hopeful. Too hopeful. Yeah. Gotcha. Huh. So yeah, that is the brutal murder of Katazina. It sounds like he fucking did it. Oh, yeah. I mean, it does sound incredibly like he did it. He wrote detailed accounts in his diary about committing it. And that blood, I mean, it it never even released if that blood was hers in the bathroom. But I mean, I'm just assuming. Even still, if there were, there would be no noteworthy reason to note if it was his own blood. So it's 
clearly going to be someone else's blood. Yeah. Because I mean, how many times have you like, I don't know, picked a hangnail and like, oh shit, you're bleeding in your own bathroom or stubbed your toe or who knows what, right? Oh yeah. I was bleeding buckets the other day when I um, was trying to get an ingrown toenail. Yeah. <laughs> All clear. Yeah. It was like a scene and a half in there. Exactly. Bleeding in bathrooms is not an abnormal thing. So. But I mean, unless it wasn't like her blood, unless it was someone else's, like who true. knows, maybe but they have even found more things about him being even worse or yeah. doing this to other people could have linked him to other crimes yeah he could be a serial killer yeah i mean because that what he did was pretty messed up and it doesn't seem like that would be the first case the first thing that you would do to a human. i don't think so usually you start off pretty small and he's skinned someone and turned them S- into a vest skin them pretty much alive yeah so that's pretty extreme to start right out from the get-go i feel like he has to be a serial killer I would assume so. But I mean, you can't just assume those things. You'd have to find evidence, right? I know. Yeah. Wow. That's wild. And it's it's crazy that there just happened to be someone else who skinned their father's face. Yeah. At this pretty much the same time. And dumped the body in a similar fashion. I don't know if they did dump the body. I don't think I said they dumped the body. Didn't you say it got caught up in a boat propeller the same way or something? No. I don't think so. I think you just made that up. Oh, I thought you did say it. (laughs) Oh, my bad. I think it might have been for that case. Oh, I didn't look into it too much, but I think it might have been like the grandfather or something that had um, turned him in. And I don't know if this is legit. Like, I don't know. But there was some, I didn't research this enough, but there was some, one report that basically said that he wore this mask like in front of his grandfather pretending to be like the dad. The fuck? Which is real fucked. No shit. Yeah. Holy so we're also hoping fuck. that 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 Valdemir is also in jail for like ever. Wow. Yeah, because if you can do that to your own dad, in well, to your own dad, to your own grandpa. Yeah, I mean, his dad might have done some shit to him, though. We don't know. Yeah, but that doesn't deserve fucking getting skinned. No, it doesn't. But I just mean like I was saying, if you can do that to your dad, what could you do to someone else? But then maybe the dad actually did bad things and blah blah blah. Yeah, maybe the dad. Um, aggravated him to the point that he broke doesn't mean it's an excuse to break and do those heinous things um but yeah mm-hmm. heinous heinous <laughs> heinous 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 is like your highness yeah oh my gosh we're uh we're really winning on this podcast today and i'm only drinking water and both of us are okay maybe alcohol is like our special it's like, uh power it's like popeye and his spinach yeah right so Crack. like when we're not drinking alcohol, we're just like fucking it up. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> um, we, is there anything we got to talk about before we wrap this up? We didn't talk about the uh, the Wicked Box giveaway. So we did. S- social media. So hold on. <clears throat> Excuse me. There we go. Uh, social media where you can go check it out. Facebook and Instagram. There'll be some posts on it and an exclusive one as well for Patreon. So there's two available. Patrons have the option to win in both. Just Just, just a little heads up on that. Mm-hmm. And, and what else? Because there's two, yeah. Um, then merch. And then we're also going to post a, a photo of our new honey, honey doggo. Yeah. So check all that stuff out. Um, all those links are down below. If you feel up to it, uh, you can go ahead and rate us as well. I don't mm. know if anyone's out there rating us. We got a couple ratings recently and they were super nice, super kind. So we really appreciate you guys for that. We read every single one. Oh, yeah, we absolutely do. So thank you so much for that support. That's incredible. And makes her day Mm -hmm. it really does yeah it's a good job on that episode babe thank you it was actually uh at first i was kind of like oh do i want to research this one like sometimes it's just like it gets to your head and you're 
I'd rather like watch a sunshine and rainbow show than like research this. Yeah. But it was actually very, it was very interesting. And I kind of did a little bit of a deeper dive in some spots. And I mean, it's horrible what happened to her. Just so unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, some of the things in here are very different and like, wow. Yeah. And thankfully I was actually able to separate the whole Buffalo Bill, oh, good. Bill thing in my head. Good. There you good. go. Initially I was like, oh, I'm just, just literally fucking picturing this hollywood movie sitting down watching tv but no it was very not very long after that where i was like okay this is this is a real case this, this is a real, is a person, real person a real situation so and just think about okay this is a ta- i'm so sorry in advance but um she is leaving her mom behind and her mom had already lost the dad oh so fuck. the poor mom is like another real victim in this fuck Anyway, on that, say that on part? that night note, I do apologize. You just sprinkled a little bit of salt into that wound. I did thank actually, you. yeah. Yeah, not the good kind. Yeah. Well, on that note, thank you. We appreciate it for sprinkling that salt <laughs> on our wounds. Um, I got another case coming up next time that's a little less sad. Oh, yeah. We asked our patrons um, to give us a case that's a little more lighthearted. I mean, it is still crime-based. Um, so, yeah, a little more less sad case coming next week here we go so we have something to look forward to we We have our second anniversary to look forward to and a not so sad case yes Yes. we're winning yes (laughs) it'll be a good one (laughs) all right well until then stay wicked Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.